Thanks, everyone, for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. I am super excited to speak to all of you. We are talking about Ahsoka Tano, our, all, our collective queen. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, she is, she is amazing. But I want to start by kind of going around in a circle, and we will... Again, I still never know if we all see the same type of circle, but uh, I have <laughs> Emily, you going first, <laughs> if I'm going clockwise. But yeah, if you can say, you know, kind of uh, who you are, how you got into Star Wars, and uh, and what is it about Ahsoka Tano? Okay, so I'm Emily. I had the immense pleasure of being raised by nerds, so <laughs> Star Wars has always been part of my life. <laughs> like, I can't remember the first time I ever saw a Star Wars movie. I also had a little brother who was like in all sense of the word obsessed with Star Wars. Um, so I grew up, you know, Lego Star Wars video games, building Legos, getting hit with plastic lightsabers. <laughs> um, but it wasn't really until 2015 when the Force Awakens trailer came out that Star Wars became more of my thing. Uh, I just remember the first time hearing Mark Hamill's voice over like the old Luke with young Luke and being like, oh my gosh, like, I love Star Wars. <laughs> um, and I started TikTok, like, a couple months ago just for fun, like, as a joke. And it's been so great to find internet friends. I never had internet friends. And so, like, you know, getting to know people who have the same interests as me, it becomes, like, a big family. And for me, Star Wars has always been about family in, like, my personal life and now on TikTok. So I just love how it's sort of all come circle um but Ahsoka I was pretty young when Clone Wars first came out so I don't necessarily remember being like Ahsoka always being part of my life but for me it's her balance and it's her ability to embody you know the light side of the force and just her struggle and like how much her character has developed in the past like more than 10 years um mm -hmm. I just Think that there's so much to be said about her development and her role in the Star Wars universe as a whole. So I just love her. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I, I love it. And uh, and Kev, I definitely, I specifically asked you on here because in our very first time talking, <laughs> you told me how much you loved Ahsoka. And I was like, okay, <laughs> when I get around to Ahsoka, I definitely, definitely got to get him back. Kev? Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, I, I said this in the in your first podcast episode when I was here. Um, you know, my introduction to Star Wars was, you know, Emily, pretty much the same as yours. I grew up in a, uh, in a family that uh, you, most of you <laughs> met or know my brother through TikTok as well. So yeah, that whole, yeah, it, we come by it honest. Like we grew up with it. And, um, you know, I got Star Wars tattoos all over my arm, mainly because of the <laughs> fact that to me, it's more than pop culture. It's memories with my family. And, um, but, you know, when it comes down to Ahsoka Tano, uh, I mentioned this before, and I mentioned this on the first episode. I was, at one point in time, I was, I was a youth minister. And without going into details, things happened in that, in the church that I was working in that I took the heat for, and I took the blame for, and I stepped down, even though I was, in all technicality, I was the, I was the one that was set up. I was the victim. And I walked away from all of it to find my own light outside of the dogma of that. And I realized 
like I didn't grow up with Ahsoka because I didn't. Uh, a lot of people will be shocked to hear this with how much I talk about Clone Wars and my TikToks and everything. But I never watched a single episode of Clone, Clone Wars until it was on Disney Plus, and I watched <laughs> all of it. <laughs> oh, I blew through all of it. That's a oh, face wow. I've heard from anyone. Yeah, oh, but, I, but, but dead seriously. So like, no, I didn't grow up with the character, but the very moment that I watched this whole thing, it immediately hit me right where I lived because I was like, wow. <laughs> she <laughs> walked away from what she thought was her calling, just like I did, to go and find her light without the dogma of that order, just like I did. Wow. <laughs> like, I've never related so hard to a character because of, you know, that kind of thing. But she didn't lose her light, and neither did I. Like, that's that's the thing. I, I may not affiliate with an order anymore, but I didn't lose my light, and neither did Ahsoka. And that that's something that I, I don't know, it just, it hits me where I live. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, my, I have so many more questions now, now that I've heard that. <laughs> Pretty great uh, episode. I mean, I, I'm always fascinated about how different things are depending on when you got to them. Like, yeah. if you're like me and you were watching this stuff, I, it took me a couple years to get on Clone Wars, but I caught up. I watched the end of it live. I watched Ahsoka walk away from yes. the order and she was gone. That was it. There was <laughs> no more Ahsoka at all until the last episode of season one of Rebels. And you're like, yeah like, <laughs> that was the best <laughs> it was like three years later w without ahsoka but uh sean uh yeah so i was born so i was born 95 so it was like right just before the special editions got released for the first time so i remember like i must have been two or three i don't even remember watching for the first time but i remember some friends i, I used to be uh, living in vancouver canada and some friends had the original theatrical cuts of the original trilogy on vhs and so i just like i just kind of like I feel like I was born and I just watched that. That was like the first thing I did kind of thing. <laughs> At least that's in my memory. That's what it's like. So I, I, I was like immediately like as a kid just hooked. And then my first ever theater experience or movie in the theater, I should say, was uh, Phantom Menace in 99. So I was just this four-year-old kid. My dad took me. And I don't think he realized what he's doing that day. He's like, oh, this will be a fun thing to take my son. And then he like created this, <laughs> this monster, monster super fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I saw that for changed my life. Uh, I didn't really remember anything except for the pod race and the Darth Maul fight. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so ever since then, like I was hooked. Everything was like, you know, like Star Wars is my thing now for sure. And then I remember like getting obsessed, like with just, I, like, that was the first time I went online, like before like episode two and episode three came out, just to get like deets on like what, <laughs> on the behind the scenes thing and everything. And then I was, I was, uh, so by the time Revenge of the Sith came out, I was, about, I was about nine years old or so, went to the theaters, uh, super excited with, and I had my Darth Vader outfit on. And then I remember when Execute uh, Order 66 starts happening, I just couldn't handle it. So I put the Darth Vader helmet on top of my head <laughs> and I just started bawling. So I was just like, this is too much. And then, I, then the, um, the goggles inside started condensing. And so I had to take the mask off so I could see the movie again. Kind of so yeah, anyway, so I, I've been a huge fan for my entire life kind of thing. In fact, when I was uh, about 10 or 11, all my buddies, I, I formed a Jedi lightsaber training academy amongst my nice. friends that's of awesome. course i was i was just the master immediately because i started it so. <laughs> and, and like i used to like practice lightsaber fighting all the time so that was what we did i made a bunch of fan films with like very low budget fan films with my buddies and then uh and then i was introduced to knight's old republic 2000 
five, I think I got my hands on that game. And that was like the greatest thing I'd ever played. And to, the, to this day, it's still my favorite Star Wars video game or video game in general. And I think I've played it at least 10 times by now. <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, that's just a brief rough history of getting into it. So essentially, yeah. And then, and then to find out that there's more Star Wars coming in 2012 blew my mind. And I, I've been very happy <laughs> that that happened. So yeah. yeah. So coming to Ahsoka though, she was like one of those characters that it took a while to grow on me because I, I, I saw the movie. I, we'll get into this. I saw the movie in theaters and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> I was That's so, exactly what I was going to get into is, yeah. is the, the movie introduction. We'll get into uh, that. I, I've yeah. since come around on it and love the movie now. But at the time, I was 13 and being like, oh, Star Wars needs to be more gritty. Nah, kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so, and I was like, who is this, this girl saying Snips or Sky Guy or whatever? And I was like, what's, what's happening here? <laughs> but then, like, time went on and, like... I, I didn't watch the Clone Wars for a few years because I was just so like, ah, that's not for me. But then I just started hearing like whispers. It's like, guys, this thing is like good. Like it's not just, it's not just like a fun show. Like it's really got deep canon. It's got good lore and great like Jedi Star Wars philosophy. And I was like, what? <laughs> from this, that, that movie I saw? No way. I didn't believe it. And then I started watching and immediately got hooked, um, especially at the end of season one or so. And then amongst my friends, we're kind of just we're talking. We're like, is Ahsoka the best Jedi? Can we say that? Is she our favorite? Can we Jedi? say that? <laughs> yeah. Is that allowed? Is she number one? Yeah. So that was like, and then and then after a while, I was like, yeah, she's the she's the best. She's number one. <laughs> she's not my favorite character. So <laughs> uh, yeah. no problem saying that. <laughs> and so when when Sean and I uh, you know reconnected, we're texting back and forth a bit, and so I had to you know. Some of, some of the questions that you got to ask, and <laughs> as long as you're not gatekeeping with it, right? You you're accepting everyone for who they are, but it does reveal a little bit who they are. So you got to ask. All right, I need what what are, what are your movie rankings, right? Because that, <laughs> that'll that'll tell me a little bit, and then uh, and then favorite characters, and you know you had Ahsoka, so I was like, you know what, I got got to have him here. And, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. My my top three shift all the time between those three characters, but like currently it's definitely ahsoka <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um all right well since you already brought it up I, i'm curious what your guys feelings about the clone wars movie that came out the theatrical <laughs> release if you saw it if you saw it in theaters um for me i, I still i've seen it twice in my life <laughs> i can't i can't do it again um I, <laughs> it's better with a rewatch with the whole show <laughs> like when you do the chronological rewatch it's better i find but uh, i know what you I, mean though I can't listen to Zero the Hut talk. I just want to like punch things and die. That's just me, me personally. But, uh, <laughs> There's like no way to like not argue against that. It just is. It's like yeah, <laughs> yep, I agree. This is the way. <laughs> this is the this way. Is the way. <laughs> this is not the way, really. <laughs> but all right. So for round two, we're gonna start with Kev and go around and come back to mm. Emily. As far as as far as the this question, I I can I I don't have a lot to add because I liked the movie, but one obviously obviously I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see any of the mm -hmm. anything Clone Wars until everything was on Disney Plus, and I I watched all <laughs> of the Clone Wars that was available until the latest season came out. 
before I even knew that the movie existed. <laughs> so, so I went back and watched the movie before I went and watched Rebels. So like I watched some of this stuff way out of order. But then I, so I mean, by the time that I watched it, I had already seen what Ahsoka was going to develop into. So like my first reaction of her was not going to be what you would have thought from yeah. watching, you know, for me, it was like, I watched it and I was like, oh, this, you know, that's cute because now I see where these nicknames come from that <laughs> I've grown to love from watching them. Sky like, guy. You know what I mean? Sky like guy. now I get it. Now I get it. Cause I was like, why are they calling each other that? I don't know. Whatever. It's a deer. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, I mean, like when I went back and watched it, I think watching it after seeing the clone, it, it comes it comes across a lot better. I, I get Probably, why people yeah. didn't like it so much when it, and I agree with you on zero. Zero is interesting. <laughs> ugh, ugh. And, uh, what about that zero size noodles kiss? The best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's I, the other, here's the I, other thing. What? I made a video what about ever? that recently. I made a meme about it. Cause I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> whatever happened, whatever happened to Jabba's kid? I don't know. You, you got eaten. Yeah. Like nobody ever. It's never. It's never been addressed. Like that's my, kind my, of a my big theory plot he, point. That... My, my theory is he got killed in the Sarlacc pit, so now Java takes all of his victims to the Sarlacc pit just so they can feel his. Good theory. I don't know. It's a good theory. But Sean, do yeah. you have anything else to, to add about the film? Uh well, the, here's the thing with the movie, and I think with the Star Wars journey with a lot of fans is the whole like you have to remember like Dave Filoni and George Lucas talk about it a lot. It's like these are four kids. Yeah. to teach them these moral lessons at an, uh, you know, in an accessible way. And I think a lot of us go into it. So it's like, oh, we want it to be like, I don't know. We want to do, we want to see this. We want it to be like that kind of thing. Yeah. We want to get like really deep, like last Jedi deep right away where it's like, you can't always have that. And I it's think film on, for 12 year olds. Exactly. And <laughs> That's so the exact the, quote. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not that 12 year olds can't handle like darker, deeper stuff, obviously, yeah. but like, it's like it's like it's a part of the ingredients of star wars is this childlike sense of wonder and so it's okay when things aren't um quite as dark like you gotta have some of that like whimsical nature to it which the movie had in, in its own way and at the time i was not ready for it <laughs> I, was just like, I was like oh because you're coming off revenge of the sith as the last thing you saw in theaters and then you go to clone wars you're just like what and then also like it just felt like from a filmmaking standpoint you can definitely tell that it was just four episodes slapped together and then put into theaters to promote the show and yeah. it kind of came off a little bit like that and i was like ah yeah it's okay but um but then seeing it as like as the beginning because people hated ahsoka which we'll get to that soon too yeah. so i won't, I won't jump there yet but anyway but with the clone wars movie itself is just like it, it's grown on me with rewatching it especially where it fits in the chronological because you get an episode in season two and then yeah. one and then you go to the movie so like when you watch it in sequence it, I, I like it more yeah. How about how about you, Emily? So I I did not watch it in theaters. Um, <laughs> I I know I had seen it at some point. I remember my little brother watching it, like watching the Clone Wars TV show when it came out, but never being particularly interested. So when it went on Disney Plus, I like went through and rewatched it. Um, and I rewatched the movie after having seen season seven of the Clone Wars, and it it definitely gives you a totally different perspective, especially yeah. animation-wise, just to see oh, how much the how animation has improved was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I think the biggest thing was like how, having seen where Ahsoka ends up mostly, like seeing how she really wasn't 
in that movie, at least, introduced to be kind of her own thing. Like, the biggest thing was she was just there for Anakin's growth. Like, mm-hmm. she wasn't necessarily introduced in the ter- in like for diversity or for female role models. Like, she was pretty much there to show Anakin's growth in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith so that you see, like, oh, why he's so cocky, why he's, like, so battle-hardened because he's been through all this stuff. And, like, she was really just a tool to show his maturity. Um, and I like that she didn't always stay that way. <laughs> it's yeah. it's funny because I actually mentioned yeah. that last week <laughs> on last week's episode because we were talking about Attack of the Clones and how uh, the Clone Wars added depth to the Attack of the Clones movie. <laughs> and that was one of the points that I brought up was the creation of Ahsoka, of Ahsoka was initially, mm-hmm. you know, Filoni and Lucas actually full-heartedly admitted that her design was specifically designed to make his fall to the dark, dark side more believable because just yeah. from what we got in Attack of the Clones, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't no. that relatable yet yeah no she's mm-hmm. like another she's another earthly attachment she's another being yep. that he connects with and feels responsible for so i yeah oh man and especially in her you know her trial arc when you see how oh, far into darkness oh anyways we're we're, we're yeah. i'm getting ahead of myself but <laughs> it's, it's too exciting it's like oh her whole arc is yeah, yeah I, I feel you um <laughs> <laughs> All right, so people in in the chat want to know our thoughts on uh, <laughs> on people who ship uh, Ahsoka and Anakin. I think oh, it's, God, no. I think it's disgusting. I just nope. Just end. Just end it. Just my, end it. My, All right. So there's your answer. Hard pass. If, if, hard if pass. She is his sister. His sister. <laughs> All right. Now we're she's a minor. Older brother. She's a minor. <laughs> Agreed a thousand percent. There's like a, there's like a million ways that it's wrong. So uh, just you on, got on your answer, point, guys. On that point, quickly, uh, my, my buddies who run the uh, Instagram page resist the first order from from Oregon. Uh, they they did a they did a post of like all the Star Wars factions coming together at, at the Avengers Endgame yeah. scene, and then there's the Anasoka people who are like Thanos <laughs> army, and it's like, it's like we have to come together to stop it. <laughs> so shout out to at resist the first order for coming up with that. <laughs> Any any master Padawan yep. relationship, it's just like a weird abuse of power and like should never. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's more of like a either father son or sister brother thing. Like it, well. it comes off as a weird Fifty Shades of Grey Star Wars fanfic combo, and I'm like, Mm-mm. all right. <laughs> and on that note, um, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so w- when the character came out, she was literally like the most hated thing ever. I don't know if you guys recall. Doesn't that sound familiar? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of just uh, this is it's this like is the poetry. Way. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps happening. But uh, yeah, let's let's, let's kind of start with that. Let's start with Sean this time. Oh, about the initial hate. Um, yeah. Well, I feel like back then I was too young to be like part of like the you know the zeitgeist of like people talking about like Star Wars. Like I wasn't really following many podcasts. If there's any podcast back then or. Or, or personalities so it's more like after the fact of like you know seeing it in hindsight how she did start as this hated awful character that everyone hated and i never even when i f- first watched clone wars i never thought that she was this horrible character that destroyed star wars i just i was like ah i wasn't connected with her yet at the time but um yeah i know so I, I i don't understand the vitriol that goes against 
her right off the off the bat like like a lot of characters <coughs> rose and holdo but anyway um there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things like that where i'm just like okay let's let's simmer down and like take a step back and then people people do this thing where they want a fully formed character and then they hate where they because at the time she's not fully formed yet this is the beginning yeah. of her journey mm-hmm. and they like you have to like like slow down and wait for these things to, to grow with time essentially, which didn't happen back then at all. It was immediate judgment was passed. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, um, Emily? You uh, I did, I did some research uh, about <laughs> this for some videos uh, and yeah, people didn't like her. Um, it's really interesting how similar the criticisms of her were like, she was called a Mary Sue. like they they hate they what she was called forced diversity as well i saw that in some of the old like message forums um but it's it's sort of the same thing we see happening now with with some female characters where it's either she's too overpowered she's too perfect because they they thought that about ahsoka or that she's not perfect enough like some people criticize her because she was wasn't obedient that she was not a good padawan for anakin because she i guess is too much like him um but yeah it's oh the irony i, I have to quote i have to quote one of the best lines from val Starka, everything has happened before and everything will happen again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that reminds me of <laughs> yeah right. like we've had the the privilege of, of having her story be handled by the same people largely for, for the whole time that her character has been developed so I think that's why she's become more beloved and she's had 10 years to be developed as a character so what, yeah. what I love at that point too Emily is like um Dave Filoni just loves that character so much I've, I've read and, and heard in interviews before that like people can't actually use that character unless he okays it or like supervises it or has something to do with it so when people get worried about her potentially appearing in Mandalorian season two I was like there's nothing that's gonna happen that Dave Filoni wouldn't pass or be okay with so i rest yeah. easy i'm like yep just bring more on more soka because dave flindy's got a lock on that character <laughs> also uh george lucas was always joking to dave filoni of so uh when are we gonna kill her because <laughs> she's, she's not in the movies <laughs> i hope they, they hadn't figured that out quite yet of just having her leave and all that stuff but uh I'm, i gotta pin uh, my thought on that to later on in the discussion but let's come back to that point oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yes yeah I, I just I, I can't believe all the all the initial hate that that kind of came out but like you it's said, always it's over it's always unnecessary and like totally like you know I don't know unwarranted hate every time <laughs> no but enough with the negative let's get with the positive uh what for you guys what are the best like Ahsoka arcs as well as the coolest Ahsoka moments that you can think of Ooh. and uh Emily you want to start Oh gosh, I feel like there's so many. Um, I really <laughs> like the arc. I don't know what the name of it is, but the arc where she gets kidnapped or mm. when where Anakin loses her and she is getting hunted yeah. and she <laughs> is able to save the other Padawans. That one to me is when she really becomes the Ahsoka that we know and love because she's she's a leader in her own right. She's not leading because she's got clones behind her. She's leading because of the skills that she's learned. And I think that having watched Rebels and listened to the novel, like it's why she's able to survive post Order 66 is because she's, 
she takes her training as a Jedi that's not just military training and she's able to use it to save herself and save everyone else. Um, and I think that that's what keeps her so good. Yeah. Um, as far as cool Ahsoka moments, like, I, I mean, her fight with Maul on Mandalore in season seven was just like oh, yeah. mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> like, the behind the scenes of that, just, I appreciate that so much that they put that into the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her escaping Order 66, like, my ma- my jaw was on the floor the whole time. Like, she was just so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, man. Those were just all great arcs, especially, you know, like you said, when she was kind of lost with the other, uh, you're, you're speaking of when she, they started out by helping the children get their lightsabers. That's the arc you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they get separated and kidnapped by pirates and all that stuff. That one too, but I was talking about the one where she gets hunted by those. Um, and the Trandoshans come in. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Totally missed that. That one. I also have that one. I love that one too. But yeah, that, that was one of my favorite arcs, Brandon, was the, the youngling arc when she when she's training them. <laughs> love that. <laughs> uh, Kev, uh, how about you? Um, any, any, as far as like great moments that just shows her sheer force, anytime that Ahsoka is doing anything with or against Mandalorians, you know it's going to be oh, a good yeah. time. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Um, <laughs> in, in the uh, A Friend in Need arc, when uh, when she uh, fights the Death Watch with, uh, to save Lux. Lux, yeah. Yeah. Triple decapitation of, <laughs> or quadruple, sorry. Yeah, quadruple, yeah. <laughs> She cuts the heads off of four Mandalorians, all head to toe in Beskar armor, had to be precise to hit right here on all four of them with one stroke, zink, and I'm like, what? (laughs) That was a turning point. That was a turning point moment for me, was loving her. I was just like, like, holy cow. (laughs) Quadruple kill. Running riot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so good but the the best part though is it's arcs like that it, the fact that she has that kind of brute strength and brute force yet she she just killed four of Bo-Katan's friends right in front of Bo-Katan and then we see in season seven they're friends now yeah <laughs> you know so like that's the thing about Ahsoka is that she can even after she can be so much on the opposing side of somebody, she can convince them to be on the same side later on down the road. Same thing with, with Ventress. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite arcs in all of it is when she's on the run and she teams up with Ventress. That was one of the most, seeing how they both kind of realized, oh my gosh, hey, we're like the light and dark side version of each other, like almost to the T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a shame maybe, we didn't get both in Battlefront, but that's maybe a I know, oh, I know. I know. Yeah. But at that point, it's kind of like, hey, why don't we meet in the middle and start working together mm-hmm. on this? Because we've both been wronged, and maybe we both deserve justice, you know? And I don't know. It's just those kind of stories, <laughs> that, that embodies what I love so much about Ahsoka, is while she is so much pure light, she can see the good and the worst of people and bring them closer to the light as well. And, and I, yeah. that led, I mean, without that arc, we wouldn't have seen the Ventress that we got to see in 
uh, you know, I Dark I Disciple. Know Dark Disciple. That that book was phenomenal, and every everything that came afterwards, the caring Ventress who was I mean she was she was still a stone cold you know what, but the <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of it is, she had a heart. And that was something that she really didn't have before. And I think that little turning point with Ahsoka really brought a little bit of the light out of her. And Ahsoka had that effect on people. Mm-hmm. Like the most cold and hardened people, she had that effect on them. She was able yeah. to like walk that middle pathway to like yeah. bridge the gap. Yeah. 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 Even her enemies fully trust her. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Sean? Best uh, moments and arcs. Well, like, like it was, it was the season five finale arc, of course, when she's on the run and she's convicted for for a crime she didn't commit. But then, then the siege of Mandalore happened, and then, <laughs> then that became the the best arc for me with her. I was like, oh my word, that just cements like just all the themes of Star Wars, particularly with the prequel era trilogy and Clone Wars. They, um, I think they all came together, especially when she has that conversation with Anakin and Obi Wan before they go off their separate missions where they go off to, to save the chancellor. And she's like, you guys are playing politics again. Like, this is the problem. It's you guys are too lost in this side of things where it's, you gotta be taking care of the people. There's a line, I, I can't remember which arc it is, but she's, I think she's talking, I think it's to Anakin or maybe it's someone else, but she, ha- she says a line where it's like, we're taught not to have attachments, but we need to be um, compassionate. And she's just like, there's just like a, the conflict of interest there mm-hmm. and she always couldn't get her head around that as you could see the way she would act she's always like there to help the people kind of thing which is why what's why i love like she just isn't like um so dogmatic and and, and narrow-minded in her view which is why i wish her and qui-gon could have had some time together because i feel like the two of them would have just yeah. been like like, like I've, I've literally oh. never thought about that and now i want that I more than anything <laughs> like what a true Jedi should have been like Yoga and Kanan honestly to me Mm -hmm. like the closest to what like a true Jedi should have really been yeah and that's and that's like uh, and same for um like oh we'll do a whole episode on Luke Skywalker but like at Luke at the end of Last Jedi becomes like the truest of Jedi that those ones were also like and also Obi-Wan and that's a whole (laughs) the whole episode episode I plan Oh yeah, that. I I have I have many more episodes. I, I could do a whole hour just on the on the on that one two three fight, you know. Just, <laughs> like, that, that whole sequence was the most samurai thing ever. But yeah. that's what that's what I love um, about Ahsoka too. As we see in season seven, she's exploring this idea of what the Jedi should be, and it's almost like this nomadic samurai person that just goes and helps the common people. Which a lot of people kind of crap on that middle arc in season seven with the Martez sisters. But there's such important dialogue in there about, yeah. um, you know, like. I, I think it was Luminara that like just told them it's like oh it's gonna be okay the force will be with you just like this kind of like pat on the back I know your family just died bye we're, go- we're gonna go prayers. back yeah exactly <laughs> sending thoughts and prayers your way we're gonna go to my Jedi temple now and you're gonna have to wallow in this yeah. where it's like and so Soka hearing that it's like oh that that I think clicked her it's like mm-hmm. that's the reason the Jedi are failing right now which is the whole theme of the prequels is the failure yeah. of an institution and just seeing like how Ahsoka was able to see that and then become what the Jedi should have been all along. And those arcs yep. just, yeah. And, and then, yeah, and then uh, quickly on the Siege of Mandalore, just that whole sequence of, like, not killing the clones and, and, and taking oh, God, the yes. ground. Whereas <laughs> I made a meme about, like, just Obi-Wan and Yoda, meanwhile, the Jedi Temple just laying waste to the clones. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. 
Yoda did not hesitate at all. <laughs> exactly, which also works. So I think Obi-Wan and Yoda had yet to break free from, they're so wrapped up being on the council and everything. And they only learned being in exile, what a true Jedi is, I think, for the two of them. But Ahsoka well, was kind of already there. <laughs> well, I mean, on, on that one, I would have to argue that it, it depends on your mission. Hers was escape. That's which, true. Yes, Very let's escape true. without hurting people. Mm-hmm. Theirs was, they yeah. will murder every single Jedi because there's a beacon calling That's them back to point. this temple. Like, they, um, had to get to that be- they had to get to that beacon and re- re- rewrite it. Yeah. Well, and but, then, but you're, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and, well, and, and not only that, not, not only that, but it was just like, <laughs> the the level of connection with the clones too was was a big mm. difference like you yeah. saw not every jedi viewed the clones the same way that you would see like how anakin did and anakin taught yeah, but you know anakin, was so nice yeah pa, uh, anytime <laughs> that name comes up man it's a but no yeah. that's but that's the thing you know we see you know, we see Obi- Obi-Wan and Cody, but even Obi-Wan and Cody, Obi wasn't nearly as close mm-hmm. with Cody as, no. you know, Anakin was with uh, Rex. Like, there was there was camaraderie there, but it wasn't, like, a brotherhood. And it was like, Ahsoka this, and Anakin would have beers with the clones after a battle, and yeah. Obi-Wan and, and, and uh, Cody were like, all right, see you on our next shift, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, one thing I highly recommend... <laughs> Because I, I just watched, you know, the whole ending season five arc. Um, if you watch that arc and then watch the season of Mandalore arc mm. and see how those two interplay with one another, it's actually quite beautiful because there's so yeah. many scenes in it where where it is uh, it's, it's very mirrored of, you know, Ahsoka escaping through those tunnels versus her going with those same clones into tunnels when they're oh, looking for Maul. Yep. And uh, true, the true. whole, the gunship scenes and her still not wanting to harm any of them. The only difference is you replace Ventress with Maul, but mm. a lot of what happened is mirrored beautifully. And I just watched it today and I was getting chills like in different parts of like, ooh, I, I, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, the, the, um, what, it's what Kev, like what, poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what Kevin was talking about, like how Ahsoka and Ventress were like two sides of a different coin or the same coin, where it's like also Maul and Ahsoka were very much like that. Like they're both yeah. cast aside from their various, you know, orders and whatnot. And uh, you, Maul was trying to appe- uh, you know, appeal to her heart through that aspect but of course she wasn't having it so but very very good storytelling for 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 me um i mean yeah every you guys stole all of mine uh but uh, (laughs) sorry buddy let's go first i I, I will (laughs) say um you know just how much care she showed for all the the younglings when they Mm -hmm. were making their lightsabers like that whole arc was just like a big heart you know, yeah. just like that's that's all it was, yeah. um, and, the da- but, and the David Tennant robot that was helping. Yeah. Them train. Oh, <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, but my favorite Ahsoka moment has to be um, from Rebels, when when the uh, when the Inquisitors are acting as seekers and they're trying to take the Force sensitive children. Yeah, and yeah, Kanan and Ezra are fighting for their life. They're on the run and they're just trying not to die. <laughs> and then Ahsoka jumps yeah. in and is like, oh, "Don't yeah. worry, you guys, you guys go to the ship." Cut. Like, oh, it's Mama, Mama time. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> handles both of them 
Okay, easily yeah. it makes them look like children <laughs> right well, right and the it, best, <laughs> I think what, one of the best lines from that whole entire thing is Kanan what about Ahsoka <laughs> Ezra she's doing fine but yeah it really shows us uh, like the, the power creep you know truly yeah. because once all these masters from the Republic are gone you know which which is funny because it's it's the Jedi side, but it actually shows you what the strength of the rule of two is. Because mm -hmm. when all those masters are gone, all of the Jedi are now down here with with their training versus you know what they once were. And so yeah, no one's no one's standing up to Ahsoka. Yeah, and, and and just the symbolism of the white blades is. Uh, oh yeah, that, that just that watching that alone is perfect. <laughs> when she when she takes him from the the tenth brother, oh. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's that's a fun one. I actually got something for that. Um, the I heard well, we, we are going to get to that one though. Okay, we're going to get to that. I'll hold, hold on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hold. I'll okay. hold on that then. Yes. Um, there's there's a nice theory. Just don't let me forget. I have a good theory to talk okay, about. Okay, we'll remind you. All right, we're we're almost there. But I okay. just want to ask because I get asked this question or hear this statement all the time. And I apologize in the notes, I'm skipping ahead because we're kind of covering multiple things at a time. <laughs> yeah, um, is Ahsoka a gray Jedi? No! no! <laughs> all right. She it's is. such an easy, it's such no. an easy no because, and I mean, I'll, I'll describe it the way that I've heard you describe it, Brandon. She is the Ashla. She is the embodiment of the light side. She even goes by the name Ashla. Like she, <laughs> yeah. she makes, they make that point very clear. Like when she is in hiding, she changes mm -hmm. her name to Ashla. Yeah. And the Ashla is the light side of the force. She's the living embodiment of the light side of the force. She has, she carries the life force energy of what is almost essentially the god of the light side <laughs> in daughter is it, it, yeah it's that still assume... having the bird oh. yeah, yeah the the conch still has still has um morai flying around yeah. with her all the time mm, like she is morai. the embodiment of the light side in every sense of the term just because she is not a jedi doesn't mean that she is a gray jedi no she is she is everything a jedi should be without the dogma without the title she is not a Jedi. She is the Jedi. <laughs> oh, <she's>... <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. There's there's no real better answer than that. We're all yeah, she's firm agreement here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay. So now, sorry. I was just saying on the, on the whole gray Jedi thing. Just very quickly, it's like there's that whole like like this need from I, I don't want to say it's a raw need, but this whole needs like oh to perfectly be fifty fifty light and dark. Uh, like like a lot of fans want that. I was like I, I, that's just. George would never have made that, I don't think. So it's like, because in the Duel of the no. Fate script, like there's like this whole part of the end where it's like Ray uses unnecess unnecessary rage to, you know, defeat the bad guy. I was just like, that just seems, I don't like that idea. So it's like the whole Great Jedi thing is very, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. The, <laughs> unnecessary sounds about exactly right yeah it, it, it uses unnecessary rage well, like, in the script i believe it says necessary rage like word for word yeah i was, I was like that's like, <laughs> against everything that they stand for but i don't know anyway in, in like, episode. yeah i mean the, the the dark side is is corrosive it it, it, it yeah. corrupts you you can't stand you in the middle because you can't do it read no. dark disciple no. uh because you're not 
there was Qu- only- Quinlan Voss tried to do it and uh, it didn't work out miserably. Well, the only the there's only like as as far as canon examples, there's the Bendu, but the Bendu is more of a being than he is anything else. Yeah, yeah. And there is the only people that I've ever and the seen- Bendu chose a side eventually. Yes, but also even on top of that, like the only people who were able to control and maintain dominion over the dark side, for the most part, without letting it manipulate or control them, were the Night Sisters. Because oh, they true. would use it in their magics, true. but it they wouldn't let it dominate them. Mm-hmm. They were, but they were still kind of like, they're kind of freaky, kind of evil as well. <laughs> so like, they weren't exactly what you would call good. So no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, sorry, Luke, Emily, you had something mad? No, I okay. I agree with everything. She's not a great Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, sorry, I thought it looked like you were going to say something, so I apologize. <laughs> but, um, you know, while we are on you, you already mentioned that you have read the Ahsoka novel. I have myself as well. Has Have we all read it? I read it, yeah. Yep. Yes, okay, right. awesome. Very yeah. good book. Let's let's talk about the Ahsoka novel just a little bit, like what you liked about it. Uh, do you recommend it to people? But her lightsabers uh, are green. It's not canon. Ah! <laughs> 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 it's the worst. No, no, it's a great book. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I just listened to it like over the past two days, um, so it's very fresh in my mind. Uh, there's some discrepancies with the end of Clone Wars, like some of the stuff that she describes in the beginning, like doesn't quite match up, but that doesn't really bother me. Um, mm-hmm. Am I allowed, should I say any spoilers mm-hmm. or no? I'm good. Uh, go for it. it, go for it. Okay. Um, I love it for three, I mean, I love it for Ahsoka, but the three reasons I love it the most are where Obi-Wan goes to Shmi Skywalker's grave. I cried listening to that yeah um, to apologize for losing her son like that just it made me feel like obi-wan actually you know cared <laughs> about losing it again <laughs> um <laughs> ahsoka's reunion with r2 i got so excited yeah, when i heard yeah. about how i just i can imagine like how excited they both would have been knowing that they, each of them were still alive like uh, i just it was precious and then and um, catching he, her <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then when she's speaking to Bail Organa and he mentions Leia and he says she's already a lot like her mother I like I lost my mind because <laughs> he and I think Ahsoka says that like she thought he's trying to test her but she doesn't know why and I just so desperately I mean I know why continuity wise that he doesn't mention the twins but I just wanted so badly for there to be some sort of interaction between Ahsoka and Anakin's children. Like, just even that little bit of a connection for me was enough to be like, oh, this is so satisfying. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the book, the book was wonderful. I love that you see where she gets her white lightsabers. Um, and for me, it was her dealing with her grief that I found so impactful because you see her struggle with probably the same thing that both Anakin and Obi-Wan did after Order 66 with just like survivor's guilt and trying to forget and not wanting herself to like give in to the pain of losing everyone that she loved. Um, but like the way that she, like once again, it's, it's the balance of her character and like the way she's able to 
it, you know, internalize and like overcome her grief and how it makes her a brighter, stronger person and doesn't turn her dark like it does with Anakin. Like, I just think it totally, it's like a perfect mirror of her and Anakin. And she, to me, is like what Anakin could have been had he not been, you know, groomed <laughs> to be a Sith. She, she really is like, if Anakin was healthier, because she embodies so much of what he was trying to do, but he was just so unbalanced about it. And she's like the balanced version of him for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Um, and, and then also in, in what you're saying, I, I think about, um, uh, and now, it, now it's gone. Now it's escaped my mind. So <laughs> I'll come back to you. Never, never mind. Yeah. I'll come back to it. Uh, but uh, Kevin, what your thoughts on the, on the book? So I thought, and also, also, I do have to ask: um, Did we all read it or listen to it? I listened to it I as well. I listened. I listened to it. Ashley Eckstein reading the that book. Is, that's yes, perfect. That's why I listened to it. Yeah, yep. I was like, I needed um, Ashley Ashley voiceover. Of course, of course, I'm going to listen to it. It is Ahsoka mm-hmm. reading it to me. Why would I not? <laughs> but, but anyways, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and. You know, yes, there were a couple discrepancies, like like she's, you know, like Emily just said. The, um, but I'm like, it was like two things. It was basically her interaction with Maul was different. Um, the way that she uh, buried her lightsabers instead of just dropping them was different, and the mm. fact that the lightsaber color had changed was different. That's it. Like yeah, that's very minor. As- to me, I'm like, I chalk that up as a, I'm telling a story of something that happened when I was really stressed out and I don't remember every single detail. <laughs> like, it makes sense. It, it's not, yeah. it's not enough to, it's not enough to say this, oh, we need to decanonize this book because it, it's discrepancies, the continuity errors. Like, dude, there's more, <laughs> there's more continuity errors than that within every single trilogy itself. So don't oh, worry yeah. about it. Like, it can be explained, just let it go. It's not that big a deal. I have people telling me they want Star Killer to be canon, and you're like, he kills Luke, Han, and Leia. <laughs> yeah. well, <I> mean, <laughs> that's a discrepancy. That's a, that, that, not only that, not only that, but you want to you want to make Star Killer canon, and you say that like people like Ray are overpowered, and you want you want Star Killer. You mean you want the guy that literally just went ah like this, and all of a sudden a whole bunch of stormtroopers flew up in the air and disintegrated because of his force powers, like? Come on. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. okay, I digress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's Agree a whole unrelated, though. whole unrelated tangent. But the, <laughs> the thing is, um, everything, just the whole story I thought was so beautiful. How she tried to go back to Ilum and saw Ilum being, you know, farmed and mined for all of the kyber crystals to being funneled for the deaths or for the death star and like everything that was going on she had seen that the empire had basically completely taken over ilum so she's sitting there i don't I, hey i don't know how i'm gonna get my get my crystals but i know i'm gonna need lightsabers now because i'm being hunted so i mm-hmm. kind of need this now well you know then she starts hearing the song of crystals calling to her and i believe i believe they were calling to her from from Raeda. Yeah, mm-hmm. she go, so she where she just to, left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so she goes back to Raeda, and you know the uh, you said it, it was the 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 ninth uh, ninth brother, I think it was. 
I think it was I the think sixth brother. Six. Yeah, no, it was the sixth. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've been doing. <laughs> there so I've many, been doing. I've been doing a so bunch of research. Brothers. It's there's so, so many hard. Brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah no, it was. It was I the said the brother. tenth brother, but that's because I've recently reread the Mace Windu comics. Yeah. With the person that becomes the tenth brother, uh, is oh, dude, like one it, of the it, main it, characters. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Do we go to another point? Okay. It's okay. Believe me, we have. How, how many times on these podcasts, like, I know I caught myself listening to last week's, and I was like, I just said, like, the wrong thing, like, six times. I, I said, I said Geonosia instead of Geonosis. I'm like, what? Whatever. Okay, it happens. Anyways, I, I like X-Men too, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, um, yeah, the sixth brother. So, you know, she goes, she, and all she has to do is touch the saber, and she connects with the crystal and it blows up and kills the dude. I'm like, she beats this guy without, she's completely unarmed. Yeah. And she dodges everything he throws at her. And then he, she kills him <laughs> without <laughs> even trying. <laughs> it's like the reversal of how Dickie said. <laughs> but, but here's, here's the fun part. And this is where the fun theory comes into play. So Ooh. those crystals were calling to her, right? Mm-hmm. How is it that a Inquisitor or a Sith gets their crystals? Bleed the crystal. Yep, they get them from a Jedi or from a, light, a lightsaber already, usually. Yep. I think you guys are picking up what I'm laying down. <laughs> she left her sabers to be collected, so it appeared as if she was dead. Mm -hmm. so they those could sabers, see her old crystals. Those sabers were discarded. But more likely than not, oh. the crystals were given to an Inquisitor to By bleed. a one Darth. Yes. By one Darth Vader at the end of season. So, <laughs> so there is a fair shot that the crystals that were in the Six Brothers Blade were actually the same crystals that were Ahsoka's to begin with. Wow. So they were calling to her to come and reclaim them. And she did. <laughs> like, that is awesome. I want I want them to actually like <laughs> verify true. that that's true. But I, I there's there's not a lot of not of there's not that much other explanation that would make too much sense. Like that just makes perfect sense. All they'd have to do is write a small pane in a comic that shows Vader handing her sabers over to the sixth brother yeah. for him to you yeah, for him to utilize them to bleed the crystals. I'm just like, gonna make one, that headcanon pain. now. <laughs> uh, it, it's that's absolutely my headcanon. I yeah, mean, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I'll never claim that it's 100% canon until it's confirmed. But that is right. my headcanon. I like that theory. <laughs> well, it, it also and, fit, it fits thematically yeah. with um, like her like taking back what was lost, like yep. her becoming a Jedi again, so to speak, of what was lost, and her being like the spearhead, so to speak, of what the Jedi yeah. should and could be. Yeah. But then again, but then again. I'm no Jedi. I'm no Jedi. <laughs> That's so true. I'm better. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Which also in that season five arc, she says, I'm still a Jedi in the same tone and cadence um, as soon as she gets expelled. Mm. And it's, it's funny yeah. that it, it's, it's swapped over later. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, Sean, nice. your, your thoughts? Oh, yeah. You, I mean, you guys are pretty much covering the whole novel perfectly so i don't have too much to add the only th i do love how like pretty much the whole story she's spending time with the i forget the two um friends that she's with on the farm right on the planet that, that she's like pretty much helping the farmers and all that stuff yeah, yeah. i don't recall the names i can't remember I, the names. I forget their names too because it's been a Kaden, little while Caden and miarta 
Yes. That's, yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. So I love their whole like her interaction because it's kind of like she's learned now to be like this nomad warrior that helps people, which was also shown with the Martez sister arc. So it was a great synergy there, uh, which is like, okay, she's kind of on the move, but she's not like being selfish and, and hiding. Um, she's helping actively, but in smaller ways and like more uh, people oriented ways. So she's very much one with the people as we saw with season seven. So I like how the novel and, and that arc reinforced that whole idea of, um, of what Ahsoka is and what a Jedi should be is, is, is someone that helps the, the common people. And I don't know, that was beautiful to me. So that's, yeah, that's, the, main, that's the main thing I picked up from the book. But yeah, um, I totally forgot about the Obi-Wan and Shmi thing. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. It's, it's been a few years since I've read it or listened to it. So yeah, that was, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back and read it. Um, but yeah, great novel. Yeah, I, I always, I recommend it to just about everyone. She's one of the most beloved characters in, in today's standards. Uh, she's really come a long way, but that's because we had to spend so much time with her. And that's really the big difference. Characters grow. Characters grow. <laughs> and they grow endearing, especially when they're annoying at the beginning. Look at Luke. <laughs> look at Luke. I know. Look at Luke. Look at Ezra. Ezra Isn't was it? the same way. Ezra was like, yeah, really quite annoying at the beginning, but yeah. he wasn't. Ezra was never annoying to the point that I didn't like him, though. I was just like, no. wow, this kid's this kid's got some issues. I hope he works them out. <laughs> you know? He's a cocky kid who was yeah. like damaged past. He's a teenager. He's a teenager. Yeah. yeah, I'm like Luke was the same way at the, at the beginning of A New Hope and he's years older than Ezra was when we first meet him. Yeah. So if that's any indication of how annoying yep. Luke would have been at Ezra's age, like. <laughs> and that, and that goes, and, and that, and that I didn't all even think loops. about that. So yeah, true. But, but that all loops right back to a snippy little snips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Same concept. <laughs> this is annoying teenager. It's supposed to be that way. You know everything. Like, of course. <laughs> Uh, which kind of gets us to uh i I want there's two very important moments i I want to talk about Mm, you know all the kind of go around and first one is um when she first came back in rebels like that moment when they're like we're gonna introduce you and you're like uh she's a lie i mean for for me it was it was three years of, of time of like same he's just gone now yeah uh, uh for kevin it was like it was for uh, me it was oh like a flower <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the jerk uh but <laughs> not only that uh but also right so we have the season end of her season one of rebels but i also want us to talk about the season of her season two of rebels mm-hmm. twilight apprentice when we get to see her fight vader again or not again <sighs> Confront so, him. Yeah, we, we get to see A, the reunion That's, of Ahsoka yeah. and Rex, and then B, a reunion of Ahsoka and Anakin. Your thoughts? And I want to start with uh, Kev. Um, all right, where are we starting? Uh, starting with, let's, let's yeah, we'll start with uh, her showing up. Her, her first showing up. Just, yeah, the whole, when all of a sudden you hear her voice and she goes, protocol has changed and starts coming down the ladder i was just like yes because at that point you know i hadn't i hadn't read the novel i didn't i didn't know who i didn't know who fulcrum was like i i didn't know i i didn't think that she was gone or dead or anything like that i just 
I didn't know that she would be coming back. And uh, I was lucky enough to avoid spoilers, even though I, you know, these shows had already been over and done with for years before I had even watched them. But yeah, so <laughs> like, I, I, I was super hyped instantly because I'm like, yes, this is, God, yeah, she's back. And um, I thought it was just a really brilliant way to introduce her character and bring her back in. And then especially to parallel that with, you know, the very next part of that same scene showing Vader walking out and you're seeing like, there you go. You got, you got Ahsoka and Anakin, but now it's, things have changed. It's not good. <laughs> things are different the game, now. The, 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 the college game has years. changed. <laughs> yeah, like this is, uh, <laughs> so you, I mean, they, they basically immediately set it up to where you're like, oh boy, you, you know, you know, it's about to get real. This is, something's mm -hmm. happening. But then, yeah, especially, then you will Especially, die braver than most. <laughs> but yeah, the um, then in season two, at that finale, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice, when they, you know, finally have that showdown again and face off, that hurt before. <laughs> it, it hurt instantly, but then now that they released season seven it hurts so much more because mm -hmm. there's they added that last little bits of context and you know i won't leave you not this time all of that oh gosh it just it hurts so bad because like the things that she was supposed to tell him or that she was going to tell him like if i remember correctly somebody somebody mentioned it and they said you know that she was planning on telling something to anakin but got held up and then order 66 happened and everything else before she ever got to see him again. Mm -hmm. She was going to tell him she was coming back. And then you see, so basically what she was going, going to tell him the next time she saw him was, I won't leave you. Not this time, <laughs> which is what she said when she saw him. And he, yeah, I mean, it was just, and it's like too late at that point. It it's hurts. Too late, yeah. But it was just so far Who's too. Who's cut onions in here? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm gonna turn off my video now. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cry. But, but yeah, like uh, dead seriously though, it just it uh yeah, it hurts. It it hurts a lot. But um, yeah, that that whole entire just every, everything about it that it's one of the one of the most pivotal moments in Star Wars for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Period. <laughs> it, it's it's like it's like the Greek it's like a Greek tragedy with uh with that whole yeah. sequence. It's like with Qui Gon and Ahsoka mi uh, missing in the mix, like is the reason in my mind that Anakin really fell. He didn't oh, have is. those 100%. two people when he needed them, and now he's mm -hmm. completely lost. And it's oh my goodness, it breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, go go ahead, keep going, Sean. You're you're up oh, next. Oh, anyways, it's my <laughs> my turn. All right. So yeah, no, it's just that whole. It, yeah, like like a. Kevin said brilliantly there. I didn't even think about that connection of like when she's running back to like almost say something to him, but doesn't quite get to say it in time in season seven. And then, yeah. And then that just comes so full circle with, with what she's lost uh, with him now. But yeah, but that whole sequence, once the mask gets cut open and then you have Matt Lantner's voice mixed yeah. in with James Earl Jones voice as well. And like, it's like, you see his face, but he's got the yellow eye and he's gone. And like, I, I just breaks my heart for Ahsoka. That's like, she, because she's so like at the end of season seven when she's fighting Maul and they had that great conversation, just like such full trust in Anakin at that point. 
and and for me i think it only gets completely shattered at that moment of like this person I, who was my master is now gone and of course that great line it's like i'm gonna avenge yeah. my master now and then let's the, <laughs> and, and I, just to add one more point to that and i don't want to yeah. catch you off i don't want to no, catch no, you no, off but it. i just i just remembered this the one of the things that i actually made a tiktok video on this before she straight up had a and, and you know just emphasizing or or piggybacking on the idea that like she had her theories or her thoughts that that was anakin but she she didn't want to believe that vader was anakin but i think she knew when, like when, oh <laughs> i i know i know that she like i think deep it was like deep down she knew but she mm -hmm. needed to find out first yeah so if, we'll we'll jump back to where she you know did that move where she cut off the heads of all four mandalorians we know with a lightsaber swing, she is precise. <laughs> like, you have to be. That was, the Mandalorian's wearing Beskar. If she had not hit directly here, it it would have been deflected. Beskar deflects lightsabers. So, and trust me, there's a reason I'm bringing that up. She had mm -hmm. a kill strike that she could have taken on Vader. Oh. When she ran up on him, from behind, he turns around and he blocks her one saber, and she has full range of him completely wide open like this, and she goes boom and cuts that slash across his mask. Oh, interesting. She wanted to, she had to see that. if it was actually Anakin mm -hmm. because she couldn't kill him if it was Anakin. Also, you saying that, but, but the fact uh, of it is, but the, but the, but the fact of it is, the reason why I'm saying that is, if she was able to even behind her cut off two heads of two Mandalorians, two she could see, two she couldn't. <laughs> what makes you think that this whole open region right here on Vader, she couldn't just whoop right through? You know, she had she had full range and full ability to completely just murk and kill Darth Vader right there. But it just shows how her soul, she knew that it was Anakin. She just needed to confirm it. Which just shows how compassionate she really is. It's like, even though she knows he's gone and lost, she just couldn't bring her, herself to to kill him just kind of like luke yeah. as well yeah yeah uh but you saying that reminded me of my forgotten thought <laughs> which oh, yes. was specifically yes. how in the, the the book ahsoka she talks about reaching out with the force and all of these people that she used to always feel so brightly were mm. gone oh even I about that yeah even anakin was gone because he's on the dark side now it's just mm. not it's not the same yeah and I thought he was dead at first for, for a while. I'm sure yeah. she did. And yeah. that's why, and I actually made a TikTok on this recently, but I, I just hope we get to see Ahsoka when Anakin comes back to the light, feel, yeah. feel that presence come mm. back into existence and then slowly fade out as he dies. Like, I don't know. It, oh. I showed my whole family that video of yours because I, yeah. I was just like blown away. <laughs> uh, and actually, while, while we're on you, I, 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 I hear I, your I, thoughts as well. I just, if we get, if, if we get, if we get a, an Ahsoka live action series, like is in theory, there's been rumors of, mm. if there is a chance that that happens, one thing that I think absolutely needs to happen is Hayden Christensen as a force ghost to show up when she's in the middle, like to surprise her, to show up behind her and throw her a, hey, Snips. Yeah. Oh. And all of a sudden you see like 
the light come back into her because she realizes everything is okay. Like he 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 died on the right side of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that would be the most beautiful oh. thing to me. And that's what I said in my TikTok. That's onions, <laughs> onions, <laughs> onions, cutting, onions. That, that'd be like the Han Solo "Hey kid" to Kylo. Yes, sequence. yes. Oh, I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Emily, what what are your thoughts on on those two moments? Right, the return of Ahsoka and, and the fight. Uh, her return. I don't think I ever had a concept of like where Ahsoka was at that moment. I I didn't watch Rebels until kind of recently. Um, I went through once everything was on Disney Plus and I rewatched all of Clone Wars and then I rewatched all of Rebels so that I would be prepared for season seven of Clone Wars. Um, so I didn't necessarily have to wait for her like big reveal, but her reunion with Rex um, just means everything to me, especially, especially after the end of Clone Wars season seven, I went back and watched that moment and, and just knowing oh that God. how they parted and, and what they'd been through together. And I just loved that they hugged. I, I, I'm such a sappy person. And so the biggest thing Same. in season seven of Clone Wars did not Wait. hug. Stop I was it, man. devastated. <laughs> I was like, surely, surely one of them is going to run back and hug the other. And they did it. And I was heartbroken. So I like to think that she has like learned from that mistake. And that's why she hugs Rex when she sees him again. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's so good. In yeah. my experience, we're, what, what is it? Experience outranks everything. Um, yes. I, oh. I, uh, I had like, so I, I rewatched. I'd already seen all Rebels, and then I, I'd already seen all Clone Wars. So I rewatched Clone Wars leading up to season seven because, like, okay, I just got, I have to. And then, of course, once season seven finished and everything happened, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm doing a Rebels rewatch." So I just yeah. recently, <laughs> yeah. Rebels. I, I knew about the, more. <laughs> I, I did specifically because I just remember that scene with like uh, Rex and Ahsoka reuniting after their stuff escaping together in Order sixty six. I was like, "I have to see this arc through yeah. now in, in real time with the characters." So, and yeah. also while, while you're on it, Sean, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear. You know, we'll, we'll go around starting with Sean. Uh, mm-hmm. real quick but um what would have happened if ahsoka took maul's hand when the, the when he offered it in season seven oh. and you could see her like thinking because like, she thought about it yeah because i i i don't know i feel like maul and ahsoka if they if they had worked together could have had a shot against sidious i don't know that's just me because they, they could have rallied with obi-wan and yoda as well and and, yeah. and and come to anakin's aid but i i think it might have actually have worked out i don't know it's hard with Maul because he's such a loose cannon. You don't know what he's going to do. But I think he definitely wanted Palpatine out of the picture for sure. So Especially I, after Palpatine showed up and like wrecked yeah. all of his stuff. Oh, one of the greatest lightsaber fights ever. Oh, my word. But yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, I, I think it would have been a, the right thing to do in my mind. But it's like, but at the same time, I, I understand why Soko totally would not have accepted his hand in the moment. It's just like, no, no. not trusting this for a second. But yeah. and that's, part, that's part of the tragedy of, of the prequel era. <laughs> How about you, Emily? <laughs> I felt similarly in watching that unfold as I did with everything that happened with Fives. Because oh. I was just like, just believe him. Yes. <laughs> like, like you said, there's very good reasons why she doesn't believe him. But mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like it's just what could have been for me. Like I do feel like a little bit in that moment, she gets wrapped up in the, in the cockiness that she's kind of inherited from Anakin where she's like, my master could never, like she doesn't even, she doesn't even try and consider 
you know, the things that she does know about Anakin in comparison with, with what Maul tells her. Like, she just immediately shuts him down. And I feel like <laughs> a little bit of her pride got the best of her in that moment. I mean, obviously it had to because Order 66 happens and there's, yeah. there was no changing it. But I do wonder, I do feel like that maybe had they teamed up something could have happened something different might have happened because it, it was like it was like a too little too late when she let him go during the order 66 park she's okay. like okay maybe we should work together sort of not really it's like i'm gonna use you as, yeah. as a distraction but yeah. like but i think at that time she's like something's off and i should yeah. have done this maybe earlier i but. definitely like as much as i didn't want to i felt really bad for maul because I did too. especially oh when God. he's they're like dragging him away with the ship and he's like screaming like he was right like there was Ooh. no there's Ooh. no denying that he was right I, this Eventually, was, I'm going to do a mall episode because oh, was, there was someone one who has thing. one line. But yeah, go. Uh, actually, Kev, it's your turn anyway. So there was, what you're going to say one, and then go into it. Yeah, there was one thing about that particular line, Emily, when they mm-hmm. start dragging him away. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful foreshadowing. Oh, yes. Beautiful foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I, I made a TikTok video on it. Uh-huh. But if, this was Filoni being a just a brilliant mastermind. He, they start dragging him away, and he says, you're all going to burn. <laughs> and then what is the last thing that you see is all of them with their scorched helmets as yeah. the final scene. Like, oh. it was beautiful. Like, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't just pre- predicting that they were going to kill all the Jedi and everything else. He, he legitimately was, that was foreshadowing the specific way they were actually going to go mm-hmm. <laughs> in, down in fiery flames. And, That's so uh, true. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the one that did it too. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, I'm gonna make you burp. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy, but self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. But. If people complain about Star Killer like not being canon, I was like, that was a very Star Killer move from Ball when he went in there. To oh yeah. The drive. I was like, that was. Oh, yeah. oh, walking through, ripping oh. panels off the walls. And oh, then just, that was so oh, slick. Beheading people. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. sorry, sorry. We're getting off topic. We're got. We're, I. I I actually we are, have. We are getting off topic, but I love. I as much as you love the clones, like, gosh, you you love seeing that. That was. It's just. Ooh, it was so cool. But yeah, anyways, but um, I'm gonna have Zach Bravo on to talk mall with me. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes uh, it's yes. gonna be awesome. But sorry, sorry. Uh, anyways, uh, Kevin, the um. As far as uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, taking uh, Maul's hand. <laughs> as far as that, I think if she did, the outcome would have been different but not better <laughs> because the reason why I say that is because I think at that point in time, Anakin was already too far seduced by Sidious mm. that had they shown up, she would have had to have fought him then being completely unprepared for it. And I think it would have just ended very tragically. Like, I don't think that anything would have been better at all. And I don't think it would have prevented any, any type of issues that happened like, it probably, I, I don't think there was enough time. I think by the time they got there, Order 66 would have already even been happening. You know, well, it probably and would have on happened. On top of that, Maul, I'm guaranteeing, was already mm-hmm. his plan in general was just to kill Sidious to become the Dark Lord, not to try and help the Republic. He no. was he wanted it to fall. He literally said that. He said it's time for it to fall. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was heck. That whole scene. That whole scene was almost exactly like uh, Kylo and Rey from The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. 
Let it, he's like, let it all die. Let it all fall apart. Let it happen. Take my hand. We'll start, we'll rebuild everything. Like yeah. that, was, that was pretty much what, what was, what was happening, which strikes me as kind of funny how everybody loved that episode and hated The Last Jedi. I'm like, dude, it was the same story. Like, how, how what, what are you getting at here? That was, it was the same story. I'll never, I'll never understand why people don't like that. But anyway, but uh, no, I, I think, I think to your point, Kev, I feel like if that did happen, then there probably would have been an Ahsoka and Obi-Wan versus Anakin on Mustafar fight. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that eventually just would have had to happen and Ahsoka would have, would have been around for it. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. And like, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the old fable of the scorpion and the frog is, is what it is. You know, uh, the scorpion says, hey, to the frog, hey, take me across the river. The frog's like, no, you're a scorpion. <laughs> You're going to kill me. <laughs> and then the scorpion's like, no, man. Like, if I kill you, we will both die. Why would I do that? So the frog agrees. Scorpion hops on his back, is swimming across. Scorpion stings him. Frog's like, come on, man. <laughs> now we're both going to die. And the scorpion mm. says, well, it, it, was, it was in my nature. And that's, that's what I feel like would have happened if she took Maul's hand. Is that's... Yeah. It wasn't going to end well because Maul doesn't care about her or anyone. Mm-hmm. And regardless of, I, I, also, I, do. I don't think I don't think the two of them together could take Palpatine either. Especially when you see how viciously Palpatine fought uh, Maul and Savage. No, they, they would they would need to have Obi Wan, Yoda, and Maul and Ahsoka. The four of them would have had <laughs> at least a, a, a fighting chance. But I I don't know. I will... I will say this. I will say this. Having having Ahsoka definitely edges the tables a lot. Like it, <laughs> it, it definitely turns the tide in a very big way. Like yeah. I'm not trying to say she's the most powerful ever, but like you rarely saw her in combat not win. <laughs> That's very <laughs> like, true. Like she she had something about her that was just yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. So I mean as far as that, yeah, I mean, I I don't think they would have overpowered him, just the two of them, but it may have been a little bit better than the Savage fight because I mean, Savage was Savage really wasn't all he that was trash anyway. Yeah, well, he was he was, trash. Was, uh, uh, he was young. He's brute, he was, he's he brute was, force. That's it. He was he well, was he, still just he was he, still just an apprentice anyway. He really he'd been there like a week. Thing. Yeah, he's like any of us when we start a new job. <laughs> We're like, <No>. hey. <laughs> That's what so am I true. supposed to do here? <laughs> like when when he when Savage gets electrocuted and he's feel frustrated. He's like, "How do I block this? <laughs> like, what do I do? Does someone you, tell me?" And no one ready, would Savage. tell him. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's so true. Um, okay, so yeah, we we got that, and then um, I I actually want us to talk about the the world between worlds moment. You know yes. how you feel about. For surviving that attack um here's the here's the fun part um with the world between worlds like a lot of people thought that it wasn't like that it wasn't plain or clear or obvious that she was going to survive after that fight with vader but if you were if you were paying close enough attention to the episode uh to that season two mm-hmm. finale when they fought the very last scene right before the very last camera shot right before the credits roll was you see Vader walking out of the you know of the area with the temple 
and then you see the triangular entrance to the temple and you see a very small silhouette, but when you look at it, it's it's Ahsoka walking in. Like, they made it obvious she wasn't dead, right? Mm-hmm. In, like, right at the very end of that episode. It, it was I just, mean, it was it just was... like, the question is like, is that really her, her? Or is yeah. that, like, some version of her? Like, I remember, like, cause I was watching so close, it was like, that has yeah. to be her. But maybe it's not her, and I was getting so confused. Yeah, so that but, whole like wait was so. So, so, th- so that being well, said, I'm sorry like, with you, anyways, Kev. So, <laughs> so go. I'm, go I did not mean to jump in like that. I no, no, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I I got a little over ambitious, but the um, so yeah, like that. That was that. Like they. So explaining that though was the world between worlds because like when she goes back through the door at the end after they, you know, her and Ezra face off against Palpatine trying to come through and, and they both run through their separate doors. She ends up there and walks back to, to that door. So like, that's, that was, it that was the final little piece of that puzzle where you see how she survived, how she got back to that door, but they showed, they, but they showed you in season two that she was still alive. That just explained how. And I, I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. neat, like, but it was so easy to miss because, like, she was like this little on the screen <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the season two ending. So small, yeah. But uh, well, but, okay. yeah. There's one other thing, though. I, I do have to add is this is Star Wars. Yes. So we don't know <laughs> if what we see is what we what see was aired. <laughs> that's true that's true that's true because i <laughs> no that was aired. i watched like that was okay. yeah i watched it live as well and i remember that scene and looking at the tv like what is going on <laughs> so i did too but i had no dvr or capabilities of seeing it again it was one and done and i was like what is that i don't know uh is she alive i don't <laughs> i don't know what happened here yeah but i feel cold I found some. I found some illegal link to rewatch it afterwards and paused it, and I was like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Sean. Uh, oh yeah, well the, the whole uh, the world the world between worlds. I just love how it's like only way you could possibly do time travel and, and make it feel worse and not Star Trek. Like I, I just love that whole concept of it and how it is such a force thing, and that it was tying like everything together, which is beautiful. But I love just like, you know, her being saved. I was like, yes, that's so cool. And like, and, and then creating this whole new piece of lore out of just saving Ahsoka was great. I was like, okay, I'm so in. Yeah. But I love the whole sequence with her and Ezra just uh, just because he's there to save um, Kanan or he's trying to save Kanan. And she's just doing the lessons like this. You can't ruin that moment. Like he had to sacrifice himself for that moment. So like it was just such a powerful, you see how much of a master she is and just, seeing the bigger picture and like that that sequence is amazing i love it can i just add on one small little the fact that they why did they have to twist the knife by making us watch kane and die again twice yeah like (laughs) come on (laughs) that already hurts so bad Uh, and then we had to watch it again (laughs) mm -hmm. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, that's what my thoughts on it yeah Uh, emily your thoughts no, I I loved it. I love like new little pieces of lore, and I really liked that it was something that Ezra figured out, and just mm-hmm. all the things with like the Lothwolves. I loved all that. Um, but seeing the end of her and Vader's fight, I thought was really important because right before Ezra, I mean, 
pretty much the whole fight, they're pretty evenly matched. And it's because basically like Anakin's fighting himself. He's fighting the one person who knows how to fight as well as him because he taught her how to fight. Um, but right at the end there, I feel like his, his anger and his, his brute force are starting to wear her down. And I think that had Ezra not been there, that he would have killed her. Um, mm. Because you see the resolve in his eyes, like when she knocks that piece out of his helmet and you kind of see, like there's a very brief minute where Anakin kind of comes through the shell. Um, and when she calls him Anakin, which probably hasn't been done for years at that point. Um, and he calls her Ahsoka, like names are a really big thing in Star Wars in general, but like, I just feel like in that scene, particularly calling each other their real names, um, it's sort of like, when you see him retreat back into the shell of Vader, that's when you know that Anakin is really gone. That's when she knows that Anakin's really gone. So I liked that you got to see where that might have gone had Ezra not been there. And then, the, you know, the moment where she prevents him from saving Kanan, and it's sort of this moment where she's like, you can't save your master, and I can't save mine. Like, they both have to deal with the consequences of you know, the path that their masters have mm -hmm. chosen. And I just, I loved it. It's perfect storytelling. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Dave Filoni, like you can tell oh. that, like, that fight and just everything like has been so perfectly crafted by him. <laughs> he He's always known where that story was going. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it's such a well-told story is because he's always, you know, known where it was leading. And I love, like, even in there, you still have Morai, like, watching over Ahsoka. Like, yes. still in that world between worlds. It's like, like that the Force will not let Ahsoka go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, and, and that's, that's my big thing. For, for The big reason for my love of Star Wars is every single character on every single, that you ever see, has their own life and backstory and it's probably written so in some notebook that pablo hidalgo has some like yeah. secret <laughs> database you know what i mean like i'm sure he already has like where hondo onaka ends up and and, and all this stuff but we're just waiting <laughs> <laughs> and for me the world between worlds is such an important piece of lore because we've only really had very small bits that separated what the cosmic force from what the living force yes. is. Yes. Yeah. And what they were accessing is, you know, the cosmic force, right? That's what destiny is. Mm -hmm. And so, so once, you know, like a, a Jedi or force user dies, right, they become part of the cosmic force. But if they pass through the world between worlds, that nexus, that's how they can retain their um, independence, their identity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we find out through that, uh, in a very short story called Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, not to be confused with the novel called Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Oh, interesting. She, she has a short story on that in the um, From a Certain Point of View book. And it's, uh, it's Qui-Gon as a force ghost talking to Obi-Wan right before the events of A New Hope. Like literally right before because oh. he because he knows that um, R2 and C3PO are approaching. Um, but 
it's such an amazing moment because Qui-Gon has been part of the cosmic force for so long. And once mm -hmm. you're part of that, time is irrelevant. All time is happening simultaneously everywhere. So he knows what's going to happen. He's talking to Obi-Wan knowing that Obi-Wan is going to die and join him shortly, but he can't say certain things. And I, if you haven't read that story, there's, there's, I got to read that. that. I know. Yeah. That book is largely garbage, but <laughs> from many people, specifically that story. Um, also, there's a story about when obi-wan dies and it has him kind of jumping back and forth between timelines and stuff as he's becoming oh. a force ghost and then oh, there's yeah. another story of obi-wan as a force ghost appearing to yoda those three stories make the book worth it i'll find the titles true i'll, I'll, I'll send you guys the ebooks for it so yeah just, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. yeah i'll take the ebook yeah, well, my, my brother recently listened to the audiobook version of it and he told yeah. me that yeah there's a lot of them that are just amazing and then he said yeah there's some of them that he's just like why did i just spend two hours listening to this <laughs> but <laughs> you find out that the dianoga uh in in the trash heap was force sensitive and was yeah. learning about its force sensitivity as the uh, death star blew up and you're like yes. this is weird i don't like <laughs> <Why> it <laughs> what <laughs> is this <laughs> I don't, yes. mind it, I don't mind it was a weird short story elsewhere. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Emily, that was my exact reaction. But why? <laughs> but like, Liam Neeson's coming back for the Kenobi series. Like, he has to come back. Like, that, that, that has to happen. <laughs> uh, I sure hope so. I think it will. Like, it's, it's set up for Revenge of the Sith, like, you know, more training you have from Qui-Gon. So it's like, yeah. we'll That's see. True. We'll see. But uh, going forward, right, so we have, uh, you know, Rebels ends, Ezra and Thrawn are lost, and we know at some point, you know, they're going to go looking for her, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sabine and, and Ahsoka. So we have the search for Ezra, as well as the possibility of them showing up in, in Rebels, uh, sorry, showing, uh, I wrote popping up in Rebels, but I'm Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I meant Mandalorian. Yeah, that's, I see, I see that's my right. own stupid <laughs> notes. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I, I'll start with uh, with Emily. Your your thoughts on both of those? I think it's a good way to explain where she's been, like uh, as a way to keep her away from the you know the trilogy movies. Mm -hmm. um, I like I love the idea of her and Sabine. I'm really hoping that. That is sort of the Mandalorian tie-in that we're looking at. Is is maybe an episode where we see her and Sabine starting off, or in the middle of, or somewhere in their search for Ezra. Um, I just, yeah, I, I really, I love Ezra. I I know he gets a lot of hate. Um, he shouldn't. It's but... <laughs> so good. <laughs> but I liked like his ending. Like I felt like yep. he he. Yeah to sort of redeem himself and i love the ahsoka the white you know yes yes, <laughs> yes. I the same very thing. much close and I'll come back to you now Son of the tide <laughs> you know kind of goes away at the most important part of the story and then comes back as again off the white um yeah i just i love that 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 could end up being what her story is like yeah. oh man so, I know, there's so I, much I possibility. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Can't wait to see what happens. 
Kevin, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts, I, I, I don't really have many thoughts on the search for Ezra because to me, I, I just, I want to see, I, I hope that they give us some answers to it, but I don't have a lot of theories or ideas. Um, which for me, I know that's rare considering my content is pretty much always based on me having theories and ideas, <laughs> but that one, I, I, I don't really have any connecting ideas currently, but, uh, as far as how I think tying her into the Mandalorian makes sense, I actually have already posted a video on how I think it makes sense. And the fact is seeing that the dark saber has popped up. And knowing that the last person to have the Darksaber was Bo-Katan, I think it would absolutely make sense for her tie-in to be coming back to help or avenge Bo-Katan. Mm -hmm. Because now I know that they did cast Bo-Katan to return. However, well, I don't with know... With Katie Sackhoff, perfect yes, age with Kate, and everything. Yes, and, and, the, and, well, and the, the best part <laughs> is... The best <laughs> part is... The best part is, I'm sitting there, I'm like, Katie Sackhoff looks like her and yeah. is her voice, has been her voice the whole time, so how perfect. Like, just but make yeah, your redhead and your set. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is that, um, now that being said, I don't know if that's going to be flashback. Mm -hmm. It could be flashback. She might be dead, you know, yeah. so we don't really, we don't really know. But the, you know, either way, I think it's, I think that the idea that, that I think might be happening is that Ahsoka comes to... Bo-Katan's aid after Mandalore falls again because the remnants of the Empire, Moff Gideon, has taken the Darksaber and defeated her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think that that's a, that's a good, especially with where we see how they left off. Like, she called to Ahsoka's aid, or, you know, she called to Ahsoka for help with getting Mandalore back. Yeah. Then they lost Mandalore again. Then they're trying to get Mandalore back again. Then they're trying to get Mandalore back again. Then they're trying to get Mandalore back again. It would make sense. It just, it, it kind of follows that re repeating theme of, you know, Bo-Katan typically is asking Ahsoka for help on that same goal again and again Hot and take. again. Hot take. Ahsoka becomes the new Mandalore. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> this is the way <laughs> <laughs> i have spoken <laughs> but uh sean your thoughts on it yeah uh well all i know is that they there's a the episode listing revealed for season two of mandalorian and one of them is called the sorcerer and i'm like i can't help but think that's probably where she comes in knowing that like they don't a lot of the characters in mandalorian don't know about the force or what what it is or that it exists even so they're probably going to think of ahsoka as a sorcerer so to speak mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, um, not I, to mention the staff, yeah. the staff, yep, the staff, the big white staff. Oh God, Gandalf staff sense. going on, so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So no, there's just so many like like all you guys have been saying, very very many possibilities. I'm just excited to see her in any form. Like having Rosario Dawson uh, potentially play her is an exciting possibility. They use yeah. Ashley's voice though. Like, I my hopes yeah. are high, but it just I don't think right. I, I don't think that they're going to, but I will say this much for the age that Ahsoka would be at that point in time. They look the part. Well, Rosario looks the part perfectly, yeah. but honestly, her voice is not so far off that it I, that it would make that big of a difference. In, in fact, I've actually like been listening to like Rosario Dawson interviews and stuff, and she actually sounds 
a she fair bit kind of like similar. Ashley Eckstein. She, yeah. sounds, so. she sounds similar, but older. But which they did bring sense. Sam Witwer back from Mall and Solo, so they could yeah. maybe do something similar. So I don't know. Like, it, it's, there's that possibility that who knows what could happen. All I, I, I want to see something. <laughs> my, my, my hot take is I want a Daughters of the Dragon reunion, right? I, I want... <laughs> I, I, I want Rosaria Dawson, you know, who in the, the Netflix Marvel series, was in the Netflix Marvel yep. I want her as Ahsoka. Yes. Um, the, the girl that played, um, oh, what's her name? In, she was the only good part of Iron Fist. Um, oh, oh, she was oh, yeah. originally yeah. cast it- to be Rey, but that fell through. Really? Yes, she yep. was Paige's sister for like 2.5 seconds. Was she the same actress? Yeah, that was the same actress. You Give would never a, know. But I want right. her casted as Sabine. I want her she, as Sabine. She would be a good Sabine. And I think she could, she has the physicality, and like I, I could see her wielding the saber and all this stuff. Oh, man. And then the actress that played Misty Knight being Sana Saros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that would that, be really cool, too. Yeah. yeah oh, my uh, word. Daughters of the Dragon reunion. <laughs> they've already, uh, that's the thing. They've already... They've already been under those studios. I mean, Disney owns them now, so why not? <laughs> yeah, why, why not? Exactly. We exactly. already got rapport working with this company, so go for it. <laughs> but I'm similar, to, I'm similar to Kevin, the fact that I haven't even thought about like what the theories are. I, I, I never do that with any Star Wars property. I just go in like, what's the story? Okay, cool. <laughs> kind of thing. That's usually how I operate in general. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see like how exactly it's going to tie into the story and whether or not that it's because there's the rumors already that she's gonna have her own spinoff series which is great mm-hmm. i would love to like at some point this maybe wishful thinking like have her and luke skywalker interacting when, when luke is forming his new order because that would be fantastic i actually don't <laughs> want it personally. i don't want i would love to see like just just because it, it, it would for me it would, it would bring full circle her relationship with anakin i just would love to see that conversation happen with yeah. like, because it's all after turning you no know, yeah 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 I, I think that that would be the part that would make sense like, like interacting with Luke after yeah. Return of the Jedi, that would be beautiful. That's because that's where the, the like show set. So it's like I would love to see see that. And like, and there's a whole thing where it's like it could set up because like yeah, the, the Order got defeated by Last Jedi, the new the new Jedi Order. But I feel like there's so many like Jedi we don't know who probably survived that incident that maybe are with Ahsoka at some point. Like I don't think they could all be in the unknown worlds. For all we know, like someone might have gone out <laughs> of the of the situation. So who knows? But like the there's that's. That's that's like where I think about in terms of like theorizing like things and hopes and dreams of yeah. where she might be involved in certain stories. I'm gonna manifest a Rebels spinoff. That's all I want. I want a yeah. Rebels spinoff I know, so, bad. so bad. Every day I wake up, I'm like Rebels spinoff. Rebels spinoff is it in? The, is it? Have they announced it yet? Where is it? Yeah, <laughs> I'd be so okay with that. <laughs> you, you you know that's already been written. Like I'm sure they've already had meetings. I would be oh, shocked. Yeah. Um, the, the Bad Batch is like an extra extra thing for us. <laughs> yeah. Like that's but, not their main thing they're giving us. <laughs> uh, now, so obviously Ahsoka's voice pops up in Rise of Skywalker. Oh. So first of all, I, I want to hear how you guys feel about it. And what does it mean? She did? She did? Uh, her species can live to be like 200. So uh, and oh, there's, people, that. there's people yeah. theorizing that she could still be alive. I think she's dead, um, personally. But um, for yeah. this one, let's start yeah. with uh, with Kevin. I, I'm 
I'm glad you started with me because I've, I've doing had a little this one dance, for a while. So. I've had this one for a while. So here's the thing: her voice in the Rise of Skywalker. I have long held a theory that that ties somewhat into something we already talked about: the world between worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the thing is, with the world between worlds, as you notice in those scenes. Um, now I know this is not an airtight theory by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like a small minor headcanon of mine on how it could work out that she's still alive. Because even Filoni himself came out and said after the, the Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. premiere, when everybody was saying, "Well, this means she's dead," he released a uh, he re- he put on Twitter a, a little post with her standing next to Gandalf with Gandalf saying, everybody thought I was dead. You see how that turned out. So like he was pretty <laughs> yeah. much confirming right there that like, no, I still have plans for her. She's, she's not dead at this point in time. <laughs> but um, so it, maybe she is, maybe she's not, but I don't think she is. And I, I really don't think Filoni would throw something like, like that out there if she was supposed to be dead. And yes, I know she's the only voice that spoke that wouldn't be dead at that point. So my thought process is there's two different things that you could think about here. For one, Yoda wasn't dead when Yoda was apparating or showing himself or speaking to Ezra in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Yoda was still alive at that point in time. So that's something that can happen. She could have just spoke that way. But even if she didn't do it that way, my thought process here is she could have even been younger Maybe maybe there was a spot that we didn't see when her and Ezra were in the world between worlds where she peered through and looked through a door and saw that particular moment taking place and in her wisdom thought I need to speak to the, I need to speak to her and and give her the strength that she needs right now. You know, and, and mm-hmm. just called out because if you notice, when they're walking through the world between worlds, they're hearing the voices of Ray, Kylo mm-hmm. Ren, Maz Kanata. I mean, there's there are voices of the sequel characters That's just true. floating floating through the air in there. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that she would be able to speak to speak back to them through the world between worlds when she's in there. Yeah. So I, I have a, that's I like just that. a small theory of mine on how, you know, maybe that doesn't mean that she's dead. And maybe the reason that it still was the young Ashley Eckstein voice that was speaking to her was that it was, it was still somewhat young Ahsoka. It was Ahsoka speaking to her from the world between worlds. Yeah. Hmm. Also, uh, I, like I, I kind of gloss over this, but uh, how close was Palpatine to taking over everything? If Palpatine. Oh my God. If he oh. got through oh. there. Oh. Old, of the cosmic okay. force that's game over territory. oh yeah and ezra was the one that protected it ezra <laughs> uh, <Amazing. laughs> uh, no 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 it wasn't ezra that protected it it was True. totally ahsoka it was totally ahsoka <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah uh, same question going to deshaun yeah um well, um, you just got my mind going with this whole World Between Worlds thing. I was like, man, the, the, how close Palpatine got there is really <laughs> scary. <laughs> but anyway, no, back to the Ahsoka, uh, right, the Skywalker voice thing. For me, I just like, I, I just can't imagine a world where like we we hear, we, we find out Ahsoka's dead before Dave Filoni gives the okay. That's fair. I feel like she's going to die on his terms. And like, yeah. I don't think he's going to let that, like, okay, J.J. Abrams, let's reveal this here. And it's like, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. Also, wishful thinking on my part, I just really want to see an older Ahsoka 
help Ray establish a new Jedi Order because <laughs> that would be that would be so really great. cool because thematically as characters they both have gone through journeys of learning from the, the mistakes of Jedi of yore and what it means to be a true Jedi like Ray learned that from Luke and Leia and then Ahsoka from her own experience living through it so I feel like them coming together they would have such a good you know world view of what makes a Jedi a Jedi and what 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 that balance is kind of thing so the two of them coming together to help make an order would be so we'll see what happens but i i personally don't think she's dead in that sequence and and just hearing it maybe that's me just not wanting to be dead yet <laughs> I, just, I, I just i just need to see that story play out for me to be okay with it hey i mean that's, that's fair uh Emily, your thoughts yeah i can i can only echo what they've said kevin stole my exact point which is that yoda speaks to ezra while mm-hmm. he's on dagobah he's not dead yet so obviously it's it's canon that it's possible I'm not uh, dead yet. <laughs> I'm only almost dead. <laughs> Sorry, you, you said. Continue. I didn't hear. Um, but no, I feel like I like the idea of of Ahsoka dying on Dave Filoni's terms. Like, I agree. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that they'd let that just kind of be a glossed over thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might mean that she she has died before that, but it's it's not going to be something that isn't shown. Right. or explained about why why it happens um i feel like she in a lot of ways is the luke skywalker of like this generation whereas as luke was the one of the original trilogy generation to sort of like subvert expectations and be the be the good to look for uh ahsoka has also been that so i like the idea of her fulfilling the role that he wanted to fulfill obviously before kylo ren happened um and building a new Jedi Order with Rey. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking on the world between worlds, Ben Solo, he's got to be there. Like, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, something, something else has to be done with with the world between worlds. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't. She could be dead, but I, I like to think that she's not. Well, I, I like hey. the parallel with the. I, for me, when I was watching Rise of Skywalker for the first time, and the, the voices are happening, I was like, "Oh, it's like in World Between Worlds when Ezra's walking for the first time. You hear all the voices mm-hmm. from from the past yep. and the future, present." I was like, "Oh, this is all so cool!" Like it's well, that that was that. that was kind of what led me to having that theory that it maybe right. that Ahsoka's voice could be related to that because it was a very similar scene sequence. Um, right, like, right. I feel like that imagery was that way on purpose, mm-hmm. and I mean. Again, that's that's I can't even say that's a head cannon of mine. It's like a very lightweight and loose theory, but same, yeah. I just, <laughs> but it would be I cool. Just, I like cool. to think it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's those are all awesome theories. Um, now and now that you're saying it, because uh, I I was under the impression like, I felt that she was dead at, at that point personally, mm-hmm. but. Now you have me, uh, sometimes on TikTok, I go on rants of like just making up my own story and just, <laughs> just to see what people think. But for, for this one, I'm thinking um, Sabine, and, uh, uh, Sabine and Ahsoka go out to the far reaches in order to, to find Ezra, right? But he's deep out there, right? Yeah. And these are the, the Purgle, right? So they're probably he- heading towards the source of the galaxy. I want them to find where the original Force users came from. Um, Like, that's the absolute source of it. And they end up being stranded there, but they have a master tactician. They have, you know, the 
the Mandalorian who can do anything, whatever. They have uh, a whiny teenager. And <laughs> just kidding. I, I love Ezra. He's he's awesome. Uh, I like to give him just, just to throw it out there. But yeah. I do love Ezra. <laughs> and, but you also have Ahsoka. And from there, being close to some, like, the source of the galaxy, the she was able to, to project everywhere so she could still be alive and then i want ray at some point in the future to do what luke was doing or like jason solo was doing in legends and traveling and visiting different force sensitive groups and trying mm. to find the origin and have her eventually run into an old sage named ahsoka that would be that'd awesome be that's what i want that'd that's be, what i want that'd be so cool um, i can't go in there at some point <laughs> And, and also, uh, just written my next TikTok, so, woo! <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. Um, let's, I, I think, Lucasfilm just needs to go ahead and, like, hire us. <laughs> just, <laughs> we've got a great creative team already. Good ideas. Great ways to make them work. I, Call us up. Call us I would, up. I would, get us in to coach. the story group. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Bro, I will <laughs> take that call. I will take that check. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. I mean, I, okay. I, am, I am currently unemployed. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> all right. I so I am a free agent. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much all the the topics i wanted to discuss but um i want to go around one last time and kind of hear you know what what would you guys like to see going forward and then also let us know where you can find it uh where we can all find you you know and then i'll also add links and stuff in the uh the youtube later and, and everywhere uh, oh sorry I have to tell first. <laughs> uh, this one uh actually starts with kevin Yes. Um, a dude named Kev is my at on both Instagram and TikTok. Um, it is a underscore dude underscore named underscore Kev. And um, <laughs> those are really, those are the only two socials I really use. But yeah, uh, going forward, as far as what I'd like to see. Are you going to join Reels? Uh, uh, Sorry. What? I just saw that today. <laughs> Uh, I might, I I might, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Right. <laughs> see if TikTok gets shut down. <laughs> if you do, let happen. me know. I'll add that as well. So yeah, let's just yeah, just well, say it. Yeah, we'll, cool. we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, if if I do, I'll probably end up linking. It. I mean, it'd be linked to my normal Instagram anyway, yeah. so it's all there. But yeah, um, I, and I would assume I'd probably keep the same username for everything that I do. Anyway. Fair enough. But um. Yeah, as far as what I would want to see going forward in, you know, for Ahsoka or just Star Wars in general, I don't know how to answer that question. I can just say I'm very much excited for what the future holds because the people who I who are in charge of it have not let me down yet. I'll put it that way. Like, I'm just, I'm very pleased to see the directions that the franchise has been going. So I'm very, I'm still currently very excited to see where it goes. That's nice. awesome. I love it. All right, uh, Sean. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can follow my uh, Instagram page in terms of where to find me uh, at the Star Wars guys. So we we make a bunch of memes. We we post cool videos that I find and all kinds. Of, it's I try to a, a, a Instagram page. It's like positive Star Wars focus. Like it's not like liking one trilogy or the other. It's like liking all Star Wars and finding the good and all of it kind of thing. 
so anyway that's at the period star wars period guys if you're looking for it um, also but yeah your guys's uh it's always sunny memes are just fire. I, I have to shout out my, my my friend dalton makes makes most of those especially the video ones remember dalton from that one yeah uh, that one thing he, he he's such a good editor of that stuff it's, it cracks me up so he'll he'll send me those right now and then he's like post this I'm like you got it <laughs> love him so and if you if you like sunny and you like star wars and want to see him combine into 20 memes that's the place <laughs> but uh anyway yeah in terms of uh what i want to see going forward with star wars i like the I, I watch Star Wars for the themes of it and the character character arcs that tie in with those themes, which I thought why, why I love the sequel trilogy so well, especially um, movies like Last Jedi that really dig into deep themes of just like the human experience kind of thing through the lens of a, you know, a fantastical space opera with w- space wizards and space whales and, <laughs> and and ships that can go through hyperspace and smash each other. But anyway, that's another podcast for another time. But uh, no, I just love those themes of Star Wars, and I, and I love that Ahsoka embodies so many of those themes. So I love to just see that type of storytelling continue on and keep tying all together with uh, beautiful themes. So that's what I'm looking for. I know an Ahsoka show would do just that. Yeah. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, uh, Emily? Uh, so you can find me on TikTok. Uh, my at is Emily Elizabeth Wren. Um, and in terms of what I want to see from Star Wars, I already mentioned it. Rebels spinoff. <laughs> That's what I'm really holding out hope for. Um, but yeah, no, like they both said, I I trust Dave Filoni genuinely with my life. Um, I think he's my emergency contact. Like, <laughs> I trust everything that he has. Like, I'm really excited about the Mandalorian season two. I really like where that story was going. Um, I just yeah, as long as as it keeps to the themes and the lessons and, and is still about family. I, I'm excited to see what happens in the future. Yeah. Uh, awesome. No, I, I appreciate it. Let's also not forget that Dave Filoni also voices Chopper and Embo. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> awesome characters. Um, yeah. And, uh, also, uh, Embo was supposed to die in the one, um, story arc where they're protecting the the farm oh yeah uh, but he was so cool of a character and everyone loved him so much that they didn't let him <laughs> they wouldn't let good. him kill off the character so good um but yeah i i agree uh 100 percent um i need more rebels that's that's my personal favorite star wars show uh don't get me wrong it doesn't just because I love Rebels doesn't mean I don't love Clone Wars. You can you <laughs> yes. can like things and not hate the other. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. I, 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 I get that. I get that a lot. I get exactly. Saying, exactly. I'm not going to follow you anymore. You know. I, no, okay. I had a, That's I ranked, okay. I, I ranked my Star Wars movies, which just for everyone's context, I go Empire, New Hope, tied with Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi, and then Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Attack of the Clones, Solo, Phantom Menace, and then like so that's my ranking. I had people on the on the comment section being like, "Oh, you put the sequels way up there." I'm unfollowing kind of thing, and or, or people would say like, "Oh, you have that high up. You must hate the prequels." I was like, "No, I do not. <laughs> I like these things a bit more, but I really love the, I love it all. And there's things I like more in other movies, but you know, <laughs> there's no nuance anymore." <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's, but. You know, Rebels specifically gave us so oh, much depth, so much uh, forced lore, and 
um, I, I'm I'm always going to because uh, I'm a story I'm a story guy. I'm the guy that plays the video game who reads every piece of paper yeah. that the character picks up. Me that's too. me. That's so that's me. Natural Republic. I talk to every character and go through every line dialogue. I can. How could you not? Yeah, you, it's like some people don't. I'm like ah. So so by by that, I'm always going to prefer something that has a deep narrative over an anthology. That's just mm-hmm. that's me. I, I kind of like Rebels more too because of having that just purely for the Canaan Ezra, just seeing a master and apprentice train together and yeah. learn together throughout the whole okay. show. Like, yeah. we haven't really seen that like that before, and that was great to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but, you know, o- overall, we all, it's just amazing how Ahsoka came from this character that was tossed in, she was a plot device. Um, but at the same time, we know Star Wars is for kids, and her age made her the perfect entry point, where mm-hmm. if you started watching it, you saw what being a Jedi was like through her eyes, and mm-hmm. she's become now one of the most beloved characters of all time, so that's just amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I want to thank you guys for, for coming out and joining the podcast. Um, I... I love you guys. I mean, like, <laughs> the fact that I can have these conversations is the best. Uh, you know, Kev was here last so week. nice. <laughs> Kev was here last week where after the podcast ended, we still talked for another, like, 20 to 30 minutes because <laughs> we just, you know, like talking. it, And it's, it's I, so fun. There's, there's just a, there's a lot of bad stuff, you know, happening in, in the world right now. And it's nice to be able to just, you know, relax have people you can let your guard down with and share something that you love you know we share what we love not what we hate so i really appreciate you guys taking the time to do that here with me um and i will say may the force be with you always (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you